Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, I'm delighted to have Wendy Brorson. She is the CEO and founder of Super People Company, which helps companies to attract, retain, and develop their diverse workforce worldwide. She has been a serial entrepreneur for over 15 years, won several awards and nominations, and had her own Dutch TV show. She's also a guest lecturer at the University of Amsterdam, She's an author and international speaker. Welcome, Wendy. How are you doing today? Well, just fine. Um, delighted to be here, Stephen. Wonderful. Um, for our audience purposes, tell us where you, where are you based? Well, I'm based in the Netherlands. Uh, headquarters are uh, at the Netherlands, but um, uh, I, my team is scattered all over Europe, I would say. And uh, quite recently, uh, a couple of team members joined from the United States as well. And I uh, have my eye on Asia, but it's um, it's not easy to find the right people and like the best of them. So, um, yeah, yeah that's, hopefully, that's where we're at. Yeah, hopefully 2023 will be a, a great year to bring talent from uh, from other continents as well. So maybe something to look forward to then <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm networking uh in those regions now that's usually the best way to uh, to acquire the team members and uh looking forward to to branch out because um dei is a topic that is you know it's a worldwide topic and yeah uh, and there's much to be done and i can't do it on my own so the more the merrier i would say yeah Wendy, we're keen to hear about your uh, your journey, you know, your, your your personal journey, but also that intersection with your professional leadership journey. Um, you know, we briefly talked about, um, you know, super people company, but also the fact that you're a serial entrepreneur. So just keen to hear about that personal journey and that intersection with your, per, you know, professional journey. So go on, tell us a little bit more about you. Well, Let's not make it a long story, but I started my first company, I think, 18 years ago. Um, I always say schoolyard uh, marketing uh, started uh, that company off because at that time, my kids were really small and I had to drop them off at school and, and pick them up again. And as you know, um, uh, when you're waiting, you're usually waiting with other parents and then you start up a conversation and and so that's how my my first company took off like crazy um uh which is a communication and marketing uh uh organization and recently like the last three years we added serious gaming to it so we're um developing games where you can learn things and or um, um, get new insights on on specific topics 
Um, so it's it's called Spurious Games, and uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy that because um, I love working with people. And um, in, uh, at the um, previous crisis, financial crisis, my company invested already before the crisis into uh, online. So I didn't have any problems. Actually, my, my company went better than ever in the crisis. But I saw a lot of companies go, well, struggle, I would say. And so I created this event. Um, especially for female entrepreneurs and female managers. And um, they really took off. Um, at one time, we even had 400 participants per event. And that also um, developed into a magazine, a digital magazine, an online blog, and, and also a, a TV show on Dutch television. And um, thoroughly enjoyed that. And then the sponsors of those events yeah. uh, said, well, we're sending our employees to these events and they come back, you know, inspired and activated. And how about you do that within our company? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that presented a new problem. Well, new <laughs> challenge, I would say. And so I thought about that for about, I would say, six months. And then Super Women Academy was born. And um, yeah, and that, you know, developed into super people company. And um, next company I started was a tech startup, um, which is about DEI and augmented reality, because I do believe in tech for good. Uh, the new techno technology and, and developments in that area can really contribute to uh, solving some of our biggest problems that we have in the world on mm. environment but also on how we interact and communicate so mm. so that's the short story very 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 interesting and uh you know you mentioned about some of the things that you did during the uh the, the crisis as well which which we'll talk about later on but what 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 is what is your current main focus at this point um is it all around people or are the demand all dimensions of, of 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 people and technology what tell us a little bit more about that yeah so the advertising agency and 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 gaming still is fully thriving and, and we're, we're expanding on the gamification part because yeah. uh, that has my interest most of my interest anyway yeah uh but also um I would say most of my time goes to a super people company and the tech startup, which are now integrated into the company. Yeah. yeah. And some other new technologies that I have in mind. Yeah. So in, in your view, what, what are some of the conversations, considering all the things that are going on currently, what, in your view, what are some of the conversations that companies or business leaders need to be having whether it's at that executive committee level or at the board level um, so that they can be better prepared for, you know, for the, for the next year or for the yeah. future. Well, looking ahead into the future is becoming much more challenging because, you know, the developments are going that fast and we, we can barely keep up, but a couple of things um, um, I have, 
you know, clear view on that we should focus on. Um, one of them is people and tech, uh, because technology is evolving and developing in at, at a speed that we cannot keep up with. Yeah. Uh, not all of them anyway. Uh, us anyway. It will, and and there's literally no job that doesn't involve some kind or some part of of technology anymore. There's yeah. literally no job left. Um, I mean, even the bakery is using ovens that have mm. a computer part in them. So um, uh, those hands-on jobs even have computer and, and internet um, elements in there. Um, and uh, it worries me because, um, and that's the second to topic that I think sh people should, especially leaders should focus on, um, is that um, most of the Western world is, um, on average, the people that work are older and, and that age is rising fast because um, of the fact that people don't retire that early anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it has to do with pensions and everything. And also it has to do with people that don't want to retire as soon as they did uh, anymore. And, but there's, it's also creating a, a sort of like a rift between the younger people and the older people. And I, I see that happen a lot and, and there really needs to be attention for that. And also um, because of the shortages uh, on the labor market, especially in Western countries, um, I think there is an opportunity there um, hmm. because the older people are not, there, there's a lot of ageism going on there. Yeah. And so if you could find a way to fully benefit from the people that are over 50, yeah. And they're going to be with your company for at least 15 years. So why yeah. not invest in them, right? Yeah. They don't change jobs as much as young people do. Yeah. Um, but they, there's a lot of potential there because they are not, uh, most of it are not 100% productive mm -hmm. uh, because of, you know, um, personal development issues, but also the gap, the, the technology gap there, yeah. which is widening. They, those are the people that weren't raised with internet and smartphones mm -hmm. and so they have like a, a disadvantage almost and um, if we would focus a little bit more on that group we could do job skimming we could do development there and yeah. then fully benefit of all that knowledge that is still there yeah um, and make sure that um, the shortage on the labor market is partly um, you know, uh, shifting uh, that that surplus is 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 used, so we 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 don't feel that shortage as much. Yeah, yeah. It's such important uh, topics and conversations that business leaders need to be need to be having. So, Wendy, I'm curious if if I'm a business or an individual or a, or a business leader looking to leverage your solution or your offering. Um, how would a conversation between you and I sound like? Well, I'm uh, one of those people that asks a lot of questions because <laughs> um, although we're always talking about people, and I must say there is a, a, a general misconception that people in a tech company 
need a different approach than people in a like say financial company or maybe in a in a uh, I don't know uh, some other kind of company that there there's a misconception that uh, the branch or, or the specifics of that branch uh, need a specific approach. Uh, I have to correct them usually and say, well, people are people and they're motivated by the same things. It doesn't really matter on how old they are, um, what, where they're from, um, or, or what branch they're working in. Mm. And so um, I ask them a lot of questions and I must say, uh, what really helps is to have sufficient data. And GDPR is, is not making that easy. Mm. But if you really want to create change, like say in the culture of your organization, making it an inclusive culture, mm -hmm. um, data is, is definitely uh, uh, going to help you. Because first of all, you know where you're at. Mm. And second, uh, you can measure what your efforts are are you know what the results of their, those efforts are yeah yeah so, do, and, and do you do you intersect that with um diversity for example or you know the the, the you know we talk about people here we you know the, the, there's an element of diversity as well into the whole mix and now we're even talking about um esg and you know and 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 so forth right which diversity has got a big component of so data diversity helping bring clarity around people and so forth is are those some of the things that you actually tap into as well yeah diversity is an interesting concept right because most people regard diversity either to be lbgtq plus or to be gender or about age mm. or um, about multicultural backgrounds or maybe a disability those are like the five main topics when people talk talk about diversity but there's much more diversity out there and so even if you uh, at first glance you have a homogenic group working uh, with you um, there's room for for inclusion as well because um, we're not all the same and we're not triggered by the same things mm -hmm. um, and we're you know there's people with kids and with that there's people that do sports and people that hate sports there's mm -hmm. introvert people and extrovert people and there's people that would, who are neurodivergent yeah. so so there's lots of diversity out there but if you don't really look at people at the indiv at individual level almost um then you're gonna miss out on talent on opportunity and and especially um a near and dear topic of mine is that when you have diversity uh, that's only the starting point because you can only benefit from that diversity if you are inclusive yeah. if there's no inclusivity uh, you will not fully benefit from the diversity there yeah. uh, and I, I i know a lot of companies that started to bring in more diverse people yeah um, and and they they say it's hard and yes it is because at first it's going to be hard but as soon as you turn on that inclusivity, yeah. you will, you know, get all the benefits of that diversity. And so yeah. that's why I love talking about both topics because one cannot do without the other. Yeah. 
it's 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 interesting as you were just describing it i mean like um diversity inclusivity you, you know the 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 experiences that i've had as well you know working with business leaders even with boards and so forth unless it's actually consciously added into people's mindset but also into the agenda of the business <laughs> it's kind of left on the on the sidelines <laughs> it's yet just another piece of work that needs to be done but if it's consciously applied and if, if, if you've got that leader who is self-aware that they need to actually embed promote or embed mostly um the you know those those concepts into everyday workings or everyday speak yeah, then a, it becomes a reality right yeah it's a misconception that you can um you can you'll change things when you bring in more diverse people it's mm. just one of those big misconceptions um Fortunately for me, uh, there's companies out there that do a lot of really big research things about this, like McKinsey mm -hmm. and Gartner and yeah. and and uh, Goldman and Sachs. So, and they already proved that um, diversity alone is just not the solution to to um, become more uh, future proof. Yeah. Even, and so. Um, when looking at the future, and I love looking at the future, um, I'm an optimist, so yeah. kind of low future. Um, but if you look at that, um, you'll see that, um, and, and I'm really happy that I see this more often happening, that um, inclusive leadership is already making its way to requirements and skills that are needed to become the leader of that future yeah and so i'm not talking about being male or female or whatever diverse group you want to associate yourself with but that openness that um uh that that willingness to to get more insights that aren't um provided by people like you yeah. um is going to make the change yeah yeah Wendy, you're you're a successful leader in your own right. Um, share with us one or two things that's your secret formula to your success. I would say people, mm -hmm. but like an, a genuine interest in people, in their stories, in in what motivates them, what you know you know, uh, demotivates them even. And the other thing is, is to focus on what you have in common. Because uh, we always talk about diversity and inclusion, especially about diversity, and makes us look at what we differ, uh, you know, what, what is different from, from, from the pe person next to you. But we can only progress and, and, develop and be innovative and, and all the great stuff that comes from inclusion if you focus on what we have in common. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the great part about that also is that it doesn't polarize. Uh, and from polarization, no, nothing good comes from polarization. So yeah. there's only heated arguments and, and blaming going on. And I think the solution lies in 
you know, looking what we have in common. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for that. So what does a day in the life of Wendy look like these days, morning to evening? Well, I'm not an evening person. So my day usually starts real early. Mm -hmm. And um, I start with uh, a hike. I, I like, I, I live on, on in the country. So I do a hike in the morning and, and uh, about half an hour. And then I take time off screen to um, to read the newspaper and I still have a, a paper paper mm -hmm. and um, I like that <laughs> yeah and a, a really good breakfast yeah uh, because uh, that makes my motor going and then I, I indulge in a little bit of Netflix or Prime uh, to take my mind off you know the news and, and prep myself for uh, for a busy day and usually i start working at eight o'clock in the morning until about six ish and then in the evening i used to to read um spend with my family and um and be social and uh and writing my book um unfortunately for me now is is taking part of my uh weekend away but the end justifies the means i would say in this case yeah, yeah. wonderful i like that <laughs> but the sport and the food is to me if i don't do that mm. it works against me absolutely. yeah yeah because yeah and I, I i like the way you described it and, uh, and and i was just experiencing that um vicariously just now for the last <laughs> 30 seconds as you were describing it because it it actually helps build your mind for the day and allows you to be turbocharged for all the things that you will be I, I tried I tried meditating uh, but the thing with meditating and also the reason why I um, got rid of the bath in my house um, mm. is because when I meditate I get all these ideas that mm. I feel I have to do something with mm. and I get too many of them so mm. it um, has the opposite effect to for me it doesn't relax me it makes me even more anxious so yeah. um, I tried um, hiking and hiking does it because yeah. there's a, um, a re repetitive um, movement in there so it's good yeah. for my body yeah uh, but it also because of the repetitiveness it it gives me the like you said a, a moment where I can focus on the things that need to be done in what order priorities feel things that i feel passionate about and um and there's a reason why they say that you have to sleep on things right yeah so yeah. if something yeah. happened the day before or i have an idea the day before i yeah. sleep on it and then i have my walk and i know exactly what to do yeah yeah you know um meditation comes in different forms right um somebody was actually asking me the question uh or i was in a conversation and somebody actually said uh, or asked the question i mean like snoop dogg doesn't meditate actually he does through his rapping <laughs> yeah. I, I know people that dance uh in the morning yeah yeah so so from that so 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 equally equally as as you were describing hiking is your meditation 
and, and it's good to know that there, um, uh, somebody told me that quite recently, actually, you're the second one, uh, because I, I explained why I cannot meditate in like the conventional way. Mm. And then she explained to me that I was meditating anyway, but in a different form. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't fit everybody yeah. uh, that, that, you know, um, uh, way that most people think that you have to meditate. So I was, uh, so I added it to uh, to my to do list, and uh, uh, but I changed the name of it. First, I called it hiking, and now I call it um, active medi uh, meditation. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, wonderful, Wendy. We we we're coming to a close now. Is there is there any closing messages or topics that you want to just share with uh, you know with with leaders or businesses um, very briefly? Well, I would say we're on the verge of a lot of changes in this world. Mm -hmm. And uh, although a lot of people think that they cannot like individually have a huge impact on that, I would like to correct that thought. I think you as a person mm -hmm. can be of influence on many of the big problems in this world. And um, I, I think I, I truly believe that we can create change if we're conscious of that belief or ideal or thought or whatever you want to call it. So I would say, um, if you're listening to this podcast, please think of one thing you can do today to be more inclusive of somebody else. Could be promoting uh, the hell out of somebody that you feel is not getting enough spotlight could be um, asking that neighbor that lives next to you but you haven't talked with in a very very long time or never talked with that still happens um, so do something today and make an effort on doing a mini thing every day but can you imagine what would happen if we would all do that every day that would be a huge change so I'm asking you to do that today. Yeah. It would make my day anyway. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, thanks, Wendy. Words of uh, wisdom and a challenge to uh, to me and to everyone else. Um, thank you very much, Wendy, for, for being with us today and for sharing your journey and um, all the messages there. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And... Uh... Uh, looking forward to to hear more of your podcast because I'm a fan and uh, uh, have a great day. Wonderful. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode on the editor of a global publication. Um, I'll give more information about that one later on. So stay tuned. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. 
I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.